Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today Shan Roberts has been nominated for an Animal Game Changer Award, and we're so happy to have Shan here as a part of the Game Changer Awards uh, interviews, and we're so excited to to shine the spotlight on all the amazing work that she's doing. So Shan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel very honored to have been chosen, and I just want to let you know that I really love what you do because you educate people, and there's so many owners of animals that really want to do good and do better for their animals, and you help them do that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And I am humbled. I'm so thankful that I I kind of thought of this program in the middle of COVID. And my thought is, there's so many amazing people also educating, also putting their heart and soul uh, into their passion on a daily basis. So my thought was, what can I do to, to show the world that the world is full of amazing game changers. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start interviewing them. So you were quickly and swiftly nominated to be a part of this program. So first of all, congratulations. And second of all, for people, Shan, that don't know what you do, if you could just tell our readers and our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. My name is Shan Roberts, and I'm the founder of Luna Siberian Husky Rescue. Um, we're located in Yucca Valley, which, um, for those of you who don't know, is in Southern California, um, near Joshua Tree National Park. Um, we're a nonprofit 501c3 rescue, and we primarily rescue dogs from shelters in Southern California. Um, we focus heavily on medical dogs, behavioral dogs, and those that are code red that are going to be killed. We don't really take any adoptable animals. Um, we rescue the ones that have no other options. We also do take a few dogs from Armenia and South Korea, um, and they, they encompass a small portion of the dogs that we take, but we feel like every animal, no matter where they're from, deserves a chance. Um, and I kind of started in rescue. Um, as a child, I always wanted to rescue animals, um, and I knew someday I would have a rescue. And my son got his first uh, husky in 2013 and then a second. And in 2014, I got my husky and that's the end of the story. Um, I always thought I'd have a horse rescue and I fell in love with the breed and now I rescue huskies. It's so, what a beautiful story. I love that. First of all, all life is sacred and all life is meaningful, but it takes special people to commit to the unadoptable, or even sometimes um, I've heard some humane societies say they're, they're not rescuable, but, but they are. And you're actually focusing your mission on that category of animals. Uh, how did you, did you just decide that there was, you know, there were great people doing great things with healthy, adorable, balanced huskies and that you would do the rest? Or how, do you have a, a heart for the underdogs? Or how did you decide to hone 
your rescue to um, higher maintenance or special needs dogs? Um, I, I have a love for the animals, but I'm also a registered nurse and that's my full-time job. Um, and so medical jobs just came easy to me. And I had one experience that um, just propelled everything forward. And it was actually before I was officially arrested. And there was a dog with a liver shunt who my friend had rescued and asked me to help raise money for her. And I remember telling her, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe I can raise a thousand or two, but that's it. There's no way. And we ended up raising $15,000 for this dog. And he had his liver shunt surgery and he's still alive today. And I realized with my medical background and my ability to fundraise and what ended up being my wonderful donors, that we could help dogs that a lot of other rescues couldn't help. Either they couldn't financially do it or they just didn't have the means or the education or the background um, to feel comfortable doing it. And so that's how we really ended up taking in the medical dogs and I just love them. You know, it just kind of falls in line with everything that I do already. Um, I do have one of our little medical guys here. I don't know if he's going to cooperate. This is, this is Bodie, and we rescued him out of the desert. He had distemper and pneumonia and was 25 pounds, um, and he ended up becoming ours. He did have both his eyes removed as a late effect of distemper, and he's just a wonderful boy, and one example of what we do uh, most of our dogs that are medical, we recover them and we adopt them out. So wonderful. And you know, what a beautiful blend of your, I don't want to say day job, but of your professional medical training with your passion, because you are very well suited and equipped medically to deal with some of those challenges that I think might be overwhelming for people not in the medical profession. So it's awesome that you're combining your expertise with your passion and providing uh, this really niche rescue for sometimes animals yeah. that are incredibly high maintenance. So that's fantastic. You know, you, you probably have endless stories uh, about all of the amazing animals that you have had the pleasure and honor of working with, but is there something that you, is there something that you love most about your 501c3 or what you're doing right now? I love helping animals and you know, they're like children. They don't have choices. They're dependent on human beings to help them. And there's such a crisis right now with Siberian Huskies in shelters due to movies, shows. Um, they've kind of been exploited in a lot of ways. And oftentimes it's unintentional, but the results, have been that we have so many backyard breeders and we have so many huskies in the shelters that there's 250 to 300 every day. Um, but it's so rewarding to help those dogs that we can. We're a very small rescue. And if you look at the big picture, you'd think, why, what matters? You know, if you rescue two dogs, why does that matter when there's hundreds everywhere? And, um, it does. It, it matters to us. It's so rewarding to see them come in um, just ragged, worn down, um, and then rehabilitate them and see them living wonderful lives. And it may only be one or two dogs 
Um, but that one dog or that two dogs, you know, or that, excuse me, that second dog, I mean, it's the world, you know? Um, and we just, we just watch them uh, get their happiness and their um, just, it's hard, it's hard to describe. I really and truly feel like the luckiest person ever, you know, and all my supporters are so great and they say how wonderful we are, but like, try not to cry. Yeah. I, I feel so because I'm doing what I love. Like they allow me to do what I love. They don't, they don't understand. They think I'm doing amazing things, you know, and um, I'm so grateful to everybody because I get to do this. I get to do what so many people want to do and can't. So wonderful. So Shannon, people, um, well, I actually have one more question for you. Uh, sure. You're really blending, you know, all of your passions together, really do, focused on um, one fantastic breed of dog that is misunderstood and overrepresented, and like you said, overbred, and um, in, I think ends up regularly in shelters because um, people are not aware of what they're in for. If you could tell mm -hmm. the world one thing, what would it be? I would say, with regard to Siberian Huskies, excuse me, Bodie's hopping off the couch here. With regard to Siberian Huskies, um, I would say, please stop buying them from backyard breeders. Um, please quit having Siberian Husky puppies. Um, a lot of people get these dogs and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful and they're the cutest things when they're little, but they grow up. And if you don't provide them with the proper training, the proper exercise, um, the proper care, then they don't do well. They end up digging holes. They end up destroying things. They end up howling. Um, and people don't invest time in these dogs. And they're, when they're a year old or so, they end up in a shelter because people can't handle them. And so my greatest wish would be, um, one, do your research on these dogs. They're high energy. They shed like crazy twice a year and every month in between. Um, they require a high amount of exercise, proper fencing. Um, they are not great outdoor dogs uh, as far as living outdoors. Um, they're very people-oriented, very family-oriented. And so my hope would be that, that you do your research and you make sure that this is the breed of dog for you because there's too many in shelters. And when you return your dog to the shelter, nine, nine times out of ten, they're going to be put to sleep. Um, and so my wish would be to stop the exploitation, to really think about what you're doing when you adopt a dog. And this could be for a husky or any breed, really, but they're a special breed and they're misunderstood. And the best thing you can do is do your research and quit buying sick puppies and dogs from people who breed them who are not licensed. Um, I have many dogs in my rescue as an example of what backyard breeding does. I had a dog with five legs. I had a dog with two legs and no back legs. Um, and I've taken in many sick, many sick puppies that um, people got from breeders and then dumped in the shelter because they had parvo or they had some neurologic problem or GI problem. So, um, Please help stop 
yeah. you know, the breeding of these animals. Very wise words. Very wise words. And so, so true. Shan, if people wanted to learn more about your fantastic rescue, where would they go to, to read more, learn more, and support you? Um, first of all, they can go to our website, and that's worldwideweb.lunasiberianrescue.dog. Um, secondly, we do a lot of our networking, our updates, um, our rescues on Facebook. And on Facebook, we're Luna Siberian Rescue. Um, that's kind of the name that we use, although we're officially Luna Siberian Husky Rescue. And you can go to our page. You can also find our adoptable dogs there and on the website. We are also on Instagram. And our Instagram is Luna underscore Siberian underscore rescue. So you can go to any of those places. Um, we're most active on Facebook um, at this point. I try to share to Instagram too, um, but it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate everything that you are doing. We appreciate your commitment, especially to some of the higher physically and emotionally maintenance Huskies, we appreciate that that is your passion. And we hope that this interview generates a lot of awareness and support for the amazing work that you're doing. Shan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much.